This episode brought to you by Noda, powered by M&T Bank. Noda is banking built for lawyers and provides smart, no-cost IOLTA account management. Visit trustnoda.com legal to learn more. Terms and conditions may apply. This episode brought to you by Alert Communications. If any law firm is looking for call, intake, or retainer services available 24-7, 365, just call 866-827-5568. Welcome to the AVA Journal Legal Rebels podcast, where we talk to men and women who are remaking the legal profession, changing the way the law is practiced, and setting standards that will guide us into the future. Welcome. I'm your host, Lyle Moran. My guest today is Jackie Schaefer. She's the founder and CEO of ClearBrief, a new AI-powered legal writing tool that is quickly gaining traction in the market. Prior to the product's launch, Jackie spent much of her legal career as an assistant attorney general in the Washington and Alaska attorney general's offices. She focused there on appellate practice and complex litigation. She also worked as a litigator at Paul Weiss. Jackie and I will discuss the different ways ClearBrief can assist lawyers and other professionals in the legal system. Jackie, thanks for joining me. Thank you so much, Lyle, for having me. And, you know, first off, Jackie, I want to say it's nice to have a fellow um, Boston University graduate on the program. Yes, amazing. <laughs> was a big, big part of my, you know, like my legal education, obviously, and I'm still in touch with a lot of my friends in the Boston area. Great to hear. Well, I know we've um, both headed west since then, but anyways, nice to have another terrier. Jackie, I gave a brief overview of your work history, but I was hoping you could start off sharing how your professional experiences sparked your desire to create ClearBrief. Absolutely. I know that as a litigator, so many of us deal with the same you know, stresses day in and day out. And, and I've been practicing for about um, 13 years in a few different um, settings. And so pretty much you know, all of those career experiences contributed to um, how I thought about ClearBrief and my desire to start the company. Um, so I, I'm originally from the East Coast, um, and I, I started my legal career um, as a litigator at Paul Weiss. Um, it was actually my first day was the day that Lehman Brothers uh, collapsed, which was an oh, wow. auspicious uh, day to start. But I mean, Paul Weiss was just an incredible place to learn um, to, about the craft of legal writing and of course, you know, about attention to detail, I, I have to, you know, think that my um, intense focus on citations, it was, you know, lodged in my psyche <laughs> from my years as an associate. But then, you know, I, I took the unusual step of uh, moving to Alaska. My, my husband's from Alaska and really had just such an awesome opportunity to um, grow as a lawyer. There's so many amazing opportunities um, there because it's a smaller legal community. And so I was an assistant. I spent most of my career as an assistant attorney general, as you mentioned. Um, and at the Alaska attorney general's office, I was in the appellate section where I really focused on, you know, appellate practice and um, actually working with tribes and the, you know, the field of Indian law, um, really in just a wide variety of, of different appeals. But so I was regularly briefing and arguing cases before the Alaska Supreme Court, which was just, you know, such a cool opportunity. So my experience in Alaska was incredible for becoming, you know, a, a, a litigator and really getting a lot of experience um, in arguing before um, the appellate courts and just writing, you know, a high volume of, of briefs and motions. 
And then in Washington state, um, I had a similar role where I was advising the headquarters of the child welfare agency, a massive agency where, you know, I was uh, again doing, you know, appellate work, but also doing complex litigation in the, in the trial court and um, researching, you know, novel issues of law um, and working on, on large teams. So those experiences were really foundational to how I thought about Clearbrief because I was so familiar with the stress that comes from, you know, having to do, you know, a massive number of depositions and, you know, these, you know, really high pressure uh, motions for summary judgment where you are corralling, you know, just thousands and thousands of pages of discovery and trying to weave your story uh, together in a way that's compelling. Um, so that was, you know, that was a really important part of understanding um, the very common stresses of litigation that led me to found Clearbrief. Um, but then, you know, really it was in the last um, year or two when I started to learn more about data science because I, I moved to an in-house role at Casey Family Programs, which um, it's a $3 billion national nonprofit that is working to try to improve and, and transform the child welfare system across the country. And in that role, I had the chance to work with judges um, across the country and not only to, you know, negotiate agreements as, as in-house counsel, but I was really, you know, meeting them and learning about what their challenges were um, and hearing from them about the, the limited technology that they had and how that was creating stresses and barriers in the system. So I, I started writing this law review article um, about how I thought data science and artificial intelligence will ultimately transform child welfare systems and court systems across the country. Um, and it was, you know, just kind of a labor of love that I, I worked on for about a year, just, in, you know, in the evenings, it was really trying to, you know, get my, my theories and thoughts out there, but I was learning about the science um, behind, you know, technology um, that I, you know, didn't have a lot of exposure to in my day to day. Um, and that really, you know, got me thinking about how I could, you know, try to solve the problems that I'd experienced I'm really, I'm really breaking it down here because I know there's a lot of lawyers who have asked me, you know, how did you, mm. how did you get into tech in this, you know, in, in your career? It just seems like um, so separate from being a, a hardcore litigator. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was, it was sort of the same um, curiosity that litigators have when you're, you know, learning about um, a new area because you have to write about it. I mean, that's how I broke down um, my understanding of, of AI. Um, so I would encourage everyone to just dig in, you know, <laughs> get some books on it and write, you know, write something. And, and it was around that same time that I was doing a pro bono case. I was doing an, um, an asylum case where I was representing a young woman um, and her toddler from Honduras. Um, and it was, you know, I'd, I'd never done an asylum case before, but their story was so compelling. And we were at the final hearing of that case and I could pretty much tell from the moment, you know, I walked into the, the courtroom that the judge was not sympathetic at all to my client, which is not where you want to be, at, you know, as the, as the attorney and, and knowing that if we lost and they were sent back to Honduras, they would most likely be murdered. You know, it's just an incredibly stressful situation, but there was this moment in the hearing where I was talking to the judge about my theory of the case. And I pointed the, pointed the judge to my brief where um, a section where I was discussing some of the evidence in the case. 
in, in this situation. It was um, a therapist report. And I saw the judge change his mind because he looked at that evidence and he believed me and he believed my client. And we ultimately won the case. He, he granted them asylum. And it was such a powerful moment you know, in, in my career as a lawyer, probably the most satisfying thing I've ever done as a lawyer. And I couldn't stop thinking about that and how it really was something I'd experienced many times where you might feel like, okay, the judge is not inclined to agree with my position on this issue. But if you can show them that piece of evidence in the case, if you can show them that one, you know, document or have them see that, you know, the email or, or the, you know, the words of the transcript, that's how you win. So, that's why I wanted to build ClearBrief and use what I learned about data science to help lawyers, you know, not only work better as a team, reduce all the stress that comes with getting briefs and pleadings filed, but help them find that, you know, that needle in the haystack, that great evidence to, and show it to the judge so that while they're reading, they can have that context. Awesome. Well, yeah, it's such a cool backstory and it's clear, you know, your experiences at different places along the way led to this founding of ClearBrief. So could you, Jackie, go into a little detail about how ClearBrief can help lawyers, you know, have those types of, you know, aha moments before judges? Absolutely. So ClearBrief exists in two different places. The first way that you interact with ClearBrief is in Microsoft Word, where, of course, you know, pretty much every lawyer <laughs> uses Word. And we wanted to make it super seamless and fit in with the typical litigation flow where, you know, you're working on a draft and you need to get it filed, but you need to, to review it before the filing deadline. And, you know, maybe a number of others, you know, at the firm also need to look at it. You know, the, the supervising partner, um, the paralegal, maybe you need to send it to the client. So there's a number of different review processes that happen in Microsoft Word. And what's typical is, you know, for, for the gold standard of legal writing is that nearly every sentence in your document should, you know, have a citation after it, whether it's to the law, whether it's to the facts. So what ClearBrief is doing in Word, you basically just, you know, click the add in button and it launches the analyzer where you can upload your any factual documents that you're referencing in your draft. So um, if it was, you know, an appellate brief, for example, you have, you might have, you know, a couple of massive PDFs that comprise the, the excerpt of record. So you would just upload those to ClearBrief and then you press the analyzer button and ClearBrief is going through and it can detect every single thing in the document. That's a citation. And automatically display the source document for you. So that's our automatically just super helpful um, in oh, yeah. doing your, your manual you know, work of comparing what you wrote to the source. But it goes beyond that as well by actually scoring your writing um, in a kind of color-coded way so that you can quickly see whether something you wrote, it seems like it's well-supported by whatever it is you cited to. And then for the factual documents, right? Like, so you've uploaded these thousands of, you know, pages of PDF documents, ClearBrief can actually suggest other pages in the record that are relevant to your idea. It doesn't have to be an exact keyword. It's more just like, okay, what is, what are the most relevant 
pages to cite to that would support what you're saying or seem related to it. That's extremely helpful for quickly, for example, even if you didn't um, initially have a citation to the record um, in your facts section, you can just put sort of a placeholder there and ClearBrief can find for you, you know, much quicker than you would manually do it, right? Could find for you the best things to support your, your writing. So then the other really cool features are that, you know, and, and by the way, sorry, it's it's also pulling up the all of the legal sources, like when you're citing to a case or to regulations or state statute, um, it's pulling them from publicly available sources. And that becomes important for the next part of the process that I'm going to share. So when you're done with reviewing, you know, the actual substance of your writing, you just can literally click at the wherever you want the table of authorities to go. And it's one button. Um, this is really magical. And <laughs> people just, you know, sort of gasp in excitement when, <laughs> when they see this, but it just instantly generates your table of authorities for you um, in a much more accurate way um, than, you know, traditional tools. And there's no extra work involved so that even lawyers um, can do their own, you know, table of authorities which I have to admit, I personally didn't really do my own table of authorities because that was something that, you know, only the paralegals knew how to do <laughs> in the office. So this, this was also, you know, addressing a complaint I heard a lot, which is that, you know, when you're getting ready to file, oftentimes, you know, you want to make these last minute edits, right? And if you delete a sentence, you delete a paragraph, you move things around. Now, maybe your ids are all messed up. Your short form citations are messed up. And also the table of authorities has to be updated. And a lot of lawyers felt like, okay, well, I, I, I could make this better, but I don't have time to then send it to my legal assistant, send it to the paralegal to, to clean it up and uh, before filing. And so we wanted to just remove that, um, that barrier so everybody can sort of do it instantly. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, and this is a really you know, unique process now. So when you're done, you know, with your draft and you're ready to file it, you know, you go ahead and, and download it as a PDF and file it, you know, electronically as you would any other filing, but you can also then generate what we call a judge view link. And what's really cool is that now you can share that link securely with the parties, including the court. And that allows them to open your brief in the cloud, just on it, you know, as, a, as though it's a website, basically, and they, they have to authenticate themselves and the security is extremely um, strict, but they can now interact with your brief so that every single citation in the document is clickable and it's instantly, you know, pulling up the source right there in the right hand side of the page. And when you show that to judges, it's like their eyes just <laughs> light up. They're so excited because what I realized in, in doing my, you know, customer discovery, as they call it, you know, in the startup world for ClearBrief, I talked to over 200 attorneys and judges and paralegals and legal assistants, court clerks. I really wanted to hear about the pain points. And it was just these very strong themes that were coming out all the time, which is that, you know, there's so much work created in coming up with the citations, finding the documents, locating them on the attorney side. And then we're completely recreating that same burden on the side of the reader for the judge, the court clerk, 
you know, opposing counsel, their clerks, I know lawyers might not care about the burden on opposing counsel, <laughs> but, <laughs> but what I truly believe is that, you know, it just makes everyone's job easier when the facts are clear and it's clear what you're referencing and it's clear what you're talking about. It can only help the case to, to have a strong foundation for your argument and show the judge again, you know, show them why you win, show opposing counsel, the document that you're relying on. Um, so that's the idea with judge view is to make that so easy to generate this interactive version of your brief or pleading that now the reader can truly understand and you're more likely to win and persuade them. Hmm, terrific. Yeah, it sounds super helpful. Well, we'll be back after a short break. This episode is sponsored by Noda, powered by m Bank. You went to law school to be a lawyer, not an accountant. Take advantage of Noda, a no-cost IOLTA management tool that helps solo and small law firms track client funds down to the penny. Enjoy peace of mind with one-click reconciliation, automated transaction alerts, and real-time bank data. Visit trustnoda.com legal to learn more. Terms and conditions may apply. As the largest legal-only call center in the U.S., Alert Communications helps law firms and legal marketing agencies with new client intake. Alert captures and responds to all leads 24-7, 365 as an extension of your firm in both English and Spanish. Alert uses proven intake methods, customizing responses as needed, which earns the trust of clients and improves client retention. To find out how Alert can help your law office, call 866-827-5568 or visit alertcommunications.com LTN. Welcome back to my conversation with Jackie Schaefer, the founder and CEO of ClearBrief. Jackie, you mentioned opposing counsel in your last comments. Could you share how ClearBrief could help a lawyer evaluate the strength of the briefs filed by their opposing counsel? Definitely. So um, this is a feature that gets a lot of attorneys very excited <laughs> because we've all had that moment, right? When when you get a brief from opposing counsel and on first read, you just think, oh my God, you know, we're going to lose. Their, their arguments are so tight. And then you actually go and look up the case and you're like, oh no, it's fine. Like they're told th- this case does not say that, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. um, this never happened. <laughs> and that's the moment where, you know, we can ease more easily get to that moment of analysis with clear brief by basically you just open up your opponent's brief right there in word, you know, the latest version of word actually has built in a feature where you can open PDFs. It converts them, you know, right there in word to, uh, or, or, you know, you just use any tool you have to convert it into a word document. And then just as you would for your own writing, you upload you know, the record, any of the factual documents that you're discussing and they're discussing in the brief. And that's it. You don't have to upload any of the legal authorities or anything like that. We can find those automatically. And now you have this great tool to just instantly see every single case they're citing. And for all of their factual sentences, right, where they're, they're talking about the facts, ClearBrief is actually highlighting and scoring for you in red all the places where they're lying or stretching the truth. And we are also making that feature um, available for the cases as well. But by the way, ClearBrief is then also suggesting for the factual citations, other places in the record that seem relevant to that idea. So like, for example, we had 
one of our um, early users who was working on a brief um, in the Washington Supreme Court, and she used ClearBrief to run her opponent's opening brief through the platform. And she noticed that ClearBrief was flagging as red some discussion of a court order. And she looked at the court order and she hadn't thought to really scrutinize that aspect of their the argument, but ClearBrief flagged it as red. So she looked at it and she realized, oh, wow, like, yeah, the order doesn't actually say that. It doesn't say what they're claiming. I can attack them on that point in my brief. And so it gave her a new idea for a, a new theory um, for her argument. So that's the kind of insight that you can get when you are looking side by side at the, you know, the evidence in the case. And it's really fun, honestly. <laughs> yeah, no, it sounds that way. And I'm sure, you know, when it can help you, um, you know, attack an opponent's brief, that's got to be super gratifying. Now, Jackie, um, you mentioned, you know, how various ways a clear brief can help attorneys. And it seems to me like it certainly can help in terms of efficiency. And I'm wondering if greater efficiency you know, through using ClearBeef would benefit a law firm's bottom line? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, and again, this was something I learned from talking with so many um, attorneys at different size firms, um, different practice areas. Um, one interesting thing I found was that the time spent on finding citations, sort of cleaning up the brief, checking for accuracy, that was about eight hours on average per document that they filed per brief, per pleading. And largely firms are not billing for that time. They're writing it off a significant chunk of it or all of it really, because they're spending, you know, on the front end, they're spending about, you know, 20 hours, you know, or, or more actually writing the brief and doing the fun, creative part of lawyering, of litigation. And what we, you know, the way that ClearBrief is helping them with their, not only their productivity, but actually you know, their profitability is by um, reducing that, that amount of, you know, non-billable time. So another interesting thing that I learned from talking with uh, folks at, in, you know, at big law and big firms is that there are entire FTEs just, you know, devoted to site checking at big firms. And again, it also creates this kind of stressful hurdle in the process where, you know, you may not have enough time to change things after you, after the site checker person has reviewed the document. And so you have to really build in the time and wait for that person. And then the partners are tending to write off that person's time on the bill because the client doesn't know them as part of the team. They're more kind of just like overhead that the firm firm considers their role sort of a sunk cost and they're not, they're not billing for it. So at big firms, there's even more efficiency, really, if you can empower the the lawyers, the paralegals um, to, to do this work very quickly and also in a way that's collaborative. Um, I want to just actually mention that because it's a very common issue at all firms, <laughs> big and small, um, if you have work with colleagues where you might want to understand their work a bit better, you know, as, as a first or second year associate you're often the one writing the first draft of the brief or the pleading, but your name isn't even going on that document. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, it's the partner who's, who's going to file that document and they are not going to put their name on something that they haven't closely reviewed. So they want to look at 
the record that documents that you're citing, because they might understand, for example, some insights about, um, oh, well, we cannot reference this particular document because there's this other theory of the case that it would, you know, create a disadvantage for us, or it would create a PR issue for our clients that you first year associate are not aware of. <laughs> um, same thing for, for certain cases. I remember I talked with one in-house litigation counsel for one of the biggest companies in, in the U S globally, actually. And he was telling me that oftentimes, you know, he'll, he will review every brief that he gets from outside counsel. He'll actually go and look up all the cases and, um, and read them because he's worried that, um, they're citing to cases or referencing cases that, um, disadvantage the company in another lawsuit or, um, in some way that outside counsel just doesn't have the, you know, they don't have that perspective on what, what else is going on with their client. So Claire Reef provides this really easy way for them to just quickly, you know, get access to the source documents. And, um, so I'm really seeing a lot of excitement from users around sharing with clients and not just, you know, with, with the parties in the court, but to, to get that client feedback. That's interesting. Now, what type of law firms have shown the most interest in Clear Brief to date? So that's been really interesting. We've seen a massive number of signups um, from, you know, solo practitioners, small law firms um, to, you know, midsize, large firms, court systems, um, you know, state attorney general's offices. We're we're just really seeing across the spectrum. It's this is this is a pro, a system wide problem. And you need a product that is approaching it from a systems thinking perspective, um, which is what we've really tried to do with our user interface. You know, for example, I, I noticed that a lot of legal tech completely ignores paralegals. And I found that so strange because everyone knows paralegals are the heroes of the office. <laughs> and they know the answers when you are, you know, up at um, 11.45 and your brief is due at midnight. <laughs> Um, the paralegals are the ones who are in the trenches every day. And often they can become really important stakeholders in adopting a legal tech product. If it's um, the user interface is very confusing or if it's not geared towards, you know, their work that they have to do, then you won't get that that widespread adoption. So that was sort of one area where I felt it was really important to get a lot of paralegal feedback early on. Um, in building Clear Brief. And we actually um, partnered with the National Paralegal Association, NALA. We have a partnership with them where they're providing us, you know, feedback. And I'm also doing, you know, a series of speaking events for paralegals that have been so far um, sold out every time, which is awesome. Um, there's a massive interest in the paralegal world and learning about legal writing. So um, that was sort of an unexpected, you know, customer base that's really, really excited about this because, you know, I think it can only help the office if paralegals can understand better, you know, what is happening in the case. And, you know, for example, it's a great teaching tool. We've seen a lot of, you know, law student interest and legal writing professors who are excited about this because by showing you, you know, and kind of color coding for you, those situations where your writing is kind of taking too many liberties, right, with the source document, it's flagging that for you in, in orange or red. That's super helpful to the writer to actually understand like, okay, maybe it's not flat out inaccurate, you know, that the case says blah, 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 but I could make it more accurate. I could make it better reflect the source document so that when that judge goes to look up 
the source, it's almost like one-to-one. They truly have confidence that I've captured that meaning. And thus I get a lot more credibility as a writer. And so if you can use ClearBrief as a teaching tool to help people understand that the goal of good writing is actually about accuracy because that's what gives you credibility. That's what helps you be considered a reasonable attorney. And so um, one of the things that that we're seeing is that, you know, reputation is a big part of why people are excited about ClearBrief because if you can have the reputation for being a super accurate, you know, very reasonable lawyer, you not only experience the benefits because the judges trust you, they, you're more likely to win (laughs) and there's, that's more income for your firm. Well, you mentioned reputation. I've noticed that you've already amassed a group of well-known advisors and investors. Um, And I'm wondering why you think the likes of Mark Britton, Brian Garner, and Karen Ashby have shown such support for ClearBrief in the early going. Yeah, that has been such an amazing part of this journey is, um, you know, these are not people who I knew before my my startup. Well, actually, with the exception of Judge Ashby, who I met through um, my work with, you know, judges nationally. But, all, you know, all these other, you know, amazing legal tech luminaries and, and uh, you know, Brian Garner, I've been reading his, his books um, since I was in law school. I mean, he's a legend <laughs> in the legal writing world. Um, and so it was so exciting for me to really, you know, from the early days to, to realize that these luminaries also recognize the, the system's need for a product like ClearBrief. And that really gave me a lot of confidence um, in the early days when, you know, it, it was hard to, to talk to maybe, you know, the venture capital world, because venture capital has not always been so excited about legal tech. And I think now with, you know, for example, Clio's success and showing that if you build a product that's, you know, really intuitive for, for lawyers, including, you know, the massive numbers of small firms across the country and solar practitioners, you can really win as, as a business and build, um, you know, a unicorn company. So that was great to have these um, investors um, really, you know, believe in, in ClearBrief's vision. And, you know, before we had a working product, right? I mean, it's now that it's working and it, it's amazing, you know, it, of course, it seems like, of course, everyone understood. But, you know, in the early days, it was, <laughs> it was sort of, you know, just existed in my brain and <laughs> trying to, um, trying to explain that I think um, has been such a yeah exciting part of the the entrepreneur journey. Well, it sounds like it's been a very interesting and as you said, exciting journey so far. So Jackie, thanks so much um, for joining me today to share about it. Thank you so much for having me, Lyle. I also want to thank our listeners for tuning in. Please be sure to rate and review the Legal Rebels podcast on your favorite podcast listening service. I'm your host, Lyle Moran, signing off. If you'd like more information about today's show, please visit LegalRebels.com, LegalTalkNetwork.com, subscribe via iTunes and RSS, find both the ABA Journal and Legal Talk Network on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn, or download the free apps from ABA Journal and Legal Talk Network in Google Play and iTunes. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. 
as always, consult a lawyer. 